0: Jeremiah, Jeremiah, or Yir, Yir, in Hebrew, and what it says to us today. Jeremiah, the book named after the prophet who wrote it, or more exactly, dedicated to be written, is the second longest book in our holy scriptures. It's theme seeks to stimulate the people to search for the will of God. Are we searching for the will of God? And to repent from sin. Do we have sin that we haven't repented of? And for that... Would postpone the coming judgment, in his case, from the hands of Babylon. It has been said that Jeremiah is a spiritual heir of the great prophets that preceded him. He combines the tenderness of Hosea, the fearlessness, Of Amos, in the stern majesty of Isaiah. Like them, he is the first, he is first of all a preacher of repentance. Do we need to repent? Threatening judgment and at the same time holding out the promise of restoration. But even in his darkest moments, when he was truly despaired of the future of the Jewish state, his faith and trust in God do not forsake him. That was from Rabbi J.H. Hertz. Chapter 1, verse 1. These are the words of <coughs> Yermiyahu, the son of Hilkiah, one of the Kohanim, or priest living in Anatote in the land of uh, Benjamin. Binyam, uh, there are other persons with the same name in Scripture where we are told specifically Jeremiah is and in uh, who who and where Jeremiah is and in verse 2 and three the kings who were ruling over Judah at the time his father though a priest was almost certainly not the ruling uh, was Most certainly not the high priest mentioned in Second Chronicles. Since Hilkiah is also a name that often occurs, and he comes from a village about four miles northeast of Jerusalem. So Jeremiah was the priest in line, but does not seem to function as a priest. Historically, 13 years before, the king Ammon of Judah was assassinated by his own servants. Ammon was the son of the wicked Manasseh, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as Manasseh his father had done, 2 Kings twenty-one twenty. Forsaking the god of his righteous grandfather, Hezekiah, Amon turned to the detestable gods of Assyria and endorsed the child sacrifice cult of Molech. At the time of his death, his throne passed on to his son. The eight-year-old Jos- uh, Josiah, unlike his father Ammon, Josiah did right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of his father David. Nor did he turn aside to the right or to the left. Second Kings twenty-two twenty uh, twenty-two two, excuse me. Young King Josiah had a heart for the Lord. And he loved the God of David, but he did not know the scriptures of David or the Torah. He knew that the Lord banished the northern tribes of Israel more than a century earlier because of their idolatry and high place cults. He had a heart for God. Seeking God and trying to right and try to do right. So he began a campaign to purge the land of adultery in the high places and doing as much for God as he knew. But as I said, he did not know the scriptures. In fact, the written Torah it fallen into disuse first being neglected then forgotten and finally lost in our homes in our daily lives have the scriptures fallen to neglect into disuse how long then before they will be forgotten and finally lost altogether? How long will it be before they have gone from our lives? And equally as important from our children and our grandchildren. Verse 5 Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you prophet to the nations. Each of us, even before we were formed in the womb, were known by the Creator, the Almighty, the King of the universe. Just think before you were even formed in the womb. Not just before you were born, but before anything else, He knew us. The concept of knowing a person in Hebrew is to know the whole person in an intimate way. A true sense of relationship. He formed us We are not just the product of the human process of procreation. But God reminds us here that He and He alone is the giver and taker of life. Some try to say, what right does God have to tell me what I can or cannot do? Well, He is the one that gave you life. He wants us to give it back to Him in a sacrificial way. Not selfishly. He asks for our devotion with wholeheartedness. na. He knew our birth, what was to be the calling on our life. And from the womb has prepared us for what we are to become. It also speaks of God's consecration of Jeremiah. He is set apart for service. The root for the Hebrew word used here is kadash, kadash, which means to sacrifice or set apart those he calls. He always sets them apart for his service. Verse 6 through 8. Then I said, Alas Adonai Elohim. Look, I don't know how to speak, for I am still a boy. But Adonai answered me, "Do not say I am only a boy, for to everyone I send, uh, for to everyone I send you, you will go, and all I command you, you will speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, to rescue you," says Adonai. Have you ever been reluctant about doing something you know that God has called you to do? Maybe it's just to give someone a word, a good word, or to someone else, even a rebuke. It could be to speak to someone about Messiah, or better yet, be specific about their salvation. Yes, me too. We are among good company and perhaps the entire community of believers. But look at what God does. He tells him not to be afraid. And remember, this is God who knows the beginning from the end, who's saying not to be afraid. So that should be sufficient to let go of any fears. Step out and do what God tells you. Then Adonai gently touches him on his mouth and literally puts his words into it. Verse 9. Then Adonai stretches out his hand and touches my mouth. And Adonai said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. During those times when you think <clears throat> maybe we should speak to someone, it's good to know that Ananias says not to be afraid. In fact, he will put his words into our mouths. It's happened to me, and I know it's happened to many more of us. We just need to be faithful and step out so to speak, and open our mouth in faith. These are never biting, bitter, or angry words. For even a rebuke comes in love. In Leviticus 19, 17, and 18, you are not to hate your brother in your heart. Instead, you are to firmly rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You are not to take vengeance, nor shall bear any grudge. But you love your neighbor as yourself. Later in verse 13 and following, The word of Adonai came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? I replied, I see a boiling pot that is tilting away from the north. Verse 14 then Adonai said to me, From the north disaster will be poured out on all the inhabitants of the land. Verse 16 I will pronounce my judgment on them for all their wickedness. They have forsaken me, offering incense to other gods, worshipping the works of their hands. The judgment was prophesied against uh, Judah for what? It was for their wickedness in abandoning Adonai and for worshiping what their own hands had made. Are we worshiping what our hands have made? What is it that takes precedence over our lives? With whom do we spend our time? Or maybe it is what are we doing or not doing. Often, we spend so much time on social media, games, etc. that our spouses, even our our own children, suffer. Ephesians 5.15 so pay close attention to how you walk. Not as unwise people, but as wise. Make the most of your time because the days are evil. Verse 17. For this reason, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord uh, Lord's will is. Instead, be filled with the Ruach, the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, always giving thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Redeem your time. Make the most of your time. Any of the women and some of the men may recall as a young mother or a young father. seems there was never enough time. But our young ones were fed. They were bathed and clothed when they or we made the most of our time. I can relate to this, because I remember my youngest daughter, when she was born, she was small. And her mother was afraid that she would drop her when she bathed her. So, wow, I got to bathe her. And I also changed some diapers, too. The days are evil, or as other translations say, we live in evil days. But we can make the most of our time for the Lord. Back to Jeremiah, now in chapter 2. Again, the words of Adonai came to be saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says Adonai. I remember the devotion of your youth. Your love as a bride. In the way you followed me in the wilderness. In a land not sown. Israel was Kadosh. They were holy. Set apart. To Adonai. The first fruits of the harvest. All who devoured him were held guilty. Catastrophe overtook them. It is a declaration of Adonai. This rather romantic look back to the days of Moshe and the wilderness wanderings talks of a romance between newlyweds. The covenant at Sinai is seen as a marriage contract between Israel and God and her God. He even says he has betrothed her. In the wilderness Israel followed the Lord from adventure to adventure, depending on his daily provision. Since those early days of devotion and intimate relationship, Judah's love for God has cooled. She has turned away from following her gods, uh, from she has turned away and followed other gods, excuse me, forgotten her earlier devotion to the Lord. She has learned to rely on foreign powers or on the government rather than on God's provision. Are we reliant on the government rather than on God? We too, living in our homes, working our jobs, or even some without jobs, going about our daily lives have forgotten that it is only by the Lord's provision we live and breathe it is he who we should depend on for our daily provision not our jobs not our government In the book of Revelation, the masters rebuked the Ephesian believers with similar words, saying that they had abandoned the passion, affection of their early faith. He warned them that if they did not repent, he would remove the light from their midst. Revelations two, four and five. But this is but this I have against you, that you have forsaken your first love. Remember then from where you have fallen. Repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah, your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Where has the spirit of repentance gone? Is it still among our midst? King Josiah reformed, uh, Reformation failed because the people's repentance was shallow. They continued in their selfish uh, selfishness and worship of idols. Jeremiah lists their sins, predicts God's judgment, and begs for repentance. When we ignore sin and refuse to listen to God's warnings, we invite disaster. We must not settle for half measures in removing sin. Unconfessed sin brings God's full punishment. It is completely useless to blame anyone else for our own sins. We are accountable to God before anyone else. We must answer to Him for how we live and for what we say. Our duty is to admit to submit to His authority. By following his plan. Not our own. We can. Have a loving relationship with him. And serve him with our whole hearts. God Our God still transforms people. By changing their hearts. His love. And his love only. Can eliminate the problems. Caused by sin. Know that right now. We can have assurance of a new heart by loving God, trusting the Messiah to save us in repenting of our sins. If you've never done so, we would like to pray with you today to receive that forgiveness of sin. <clears throat> Those of us who have trusted him, has <clears throat> our heart grown cold? Has it become hardened by hurt, or by other things crowding out that joy of the love we had when we first trusted the Messiah? Today is the day, and now is the time. So if anyone would like to, anyone uh, hasn't received him as your Savior, John or myself would like to pray for you. And for those that need to repent of sin, now is a good time. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come before you now, Lord. with open arms, Father. And Father, we want to say that we are a sinful people alone. For we commit sins daily, Father. For we want to humble ourselves, Lord. And want to give ourselves over to You completely. We want to do Your will, Father. Not be selfish and not hold back, but give You everything, give You our all. And repent of our sins, O Father. Forgive us, please, O Lord. For like Israel, O Lord, we are a sinful people. And we just ask Your forgiveness. Be with us and go with us throughout this day, O Lord. Keep Your hand upon us. In Yeshua's name, Amen.